That's what makes the partnership great because it's bringing a different perspective, something innovative, something to mesh well with you to make it, you know, exciting. And so everybody doesn't have to be just like you. And I, I like that. But at the core, we do need to have same morals and values. We love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most beautiful queens that you will ever meet to unpack productivity tips from the Bible. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, it's me, Lib, and I am so ridiculously excited that you are back for another episode of The Best Kept Secret. <laughs> Can you believe that we have been here for a full year? When I first stepped out to podcast, I was intimidated and completely consumed with everything that I didn't know. But the one thing I did know was that God would not let me sleep. And it got to the point that my husband actually bought a microphone for me to give to me as a Christmas gift. And I had not even talked to him about podcasting. So I am so ridiculously grateful that God knows us better than we know ourselves because this has been the most fun in a really, really long time. I mean, I am loving the time that we get to share together. And I want to thank you for being here because you make this time so much more enjoyable. And I hope that you don't ever think that I take any downloads for granted. We are here with a brand new season. Hey, it's season three, y'all. <laughs> and we are covering a brand new topic as we get into the word in new ways. During season one, we really set the tone for the conversations that we will have until the end of time, if I can have it. And we just unpacked little secrets from the Bible that pertain to mentorship and business. But we didn't stop there because season two is where we went to uncover secrets that will help us grow in our character. We looked at the fruit of the spirit and y'all, that season almost laid me out. I am not even lying. I was so blessed by every single guest that came through to take a risk on me in season one and then again in season two. And the same is true for those who are coming through for season three. This season, we are talking about productivity tips from the Bible. And I know you may be wondering, saying what? But the self-help books and the coaches have a place, and we don't ever want to diminish that. However, we also don't want to overlook the greatest resource that God has given us, the living work. It is my hope that you will engage in each and every one of these conversations because they are all completely different. They are all 
unique and they are all going to enrich your life, your ministry, and your business. When we look at productivity tips from the Bible, we look to prioritize the meaningful above the millions of things that the world tells us we should be doing. And we are leading into the unction of the Holy Spirit. There are a few things that he has given you to do. And <laughs> if it's up to us on this podcast, we're going to make sure you do it. We are going to make sure that you become everything that he has ever created you to be in Venezuela. Now, it's going to take more than one season and it's going to take more than a one-way conversation. It's going to take a dialogue. And so it's my hope that you will talk back at any point in this conversation or any of the others that you've listened to touches your heart. I want to invite you to comment below or head over to Instagram and DM me to let me know what it is. You can leave me a voice memo or a simple little message. And Make sure that you include your handle as well as any podcast that you may be leading or any business that you're running because I love to introduce you to the rest of our listeners. We're a family over here, y'all. We are a family, all right? We're not in this alone. Today, we're starting off our conversation on really choosing to prioritize God and the number of ways that we can do that. I'm incredibly excited that my guest is Amber Calhoun, who's also known as Curly Corner on YouTube and Instagram. And it's my hope that you get connected to her if you're not already connected to her after this time together. She's an incredibly anointed and gifted entrepreneur that God is using in a variety of ways in our world. And I know that you are going to enjoy being connected to her. As we start this conversation, I want to invite you to look at Matthew 6, 33 with me. I really feel like Matthew 6 is one of the most comforting chapters in the entire Bible because it's in Matthew 6 that we learn how to pray, we learn how to fast, and we learn how to steward our money. But we don't just stop there. We also learn how not to strive. We also learn how to wait on the Lord. We also learn how to let him go before us. We learn how to let him make room for us. And it's Matthew 6, 33 that we learn. If we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all those other things will be added unto us. It's about obedience, y'all. Obedience when it's uncomfortable. Obedience when you have an amazing opportunity in front of you. Obedience when you are questioning everything around you. Obedience when you're excited and you need a little help leaning well as you move into the next phase of your God-given purpose. Today, I don't want to take any more time I want to go in and get into this conversation. So let me introduce you to my guest. Amber Calhoun is a multi-passionate creative that loves Jesus, bright colors, curly hair, and a good conversation. <laughs> Let's hear it for the good conversations. She is a native of Las Vegas, Nevada, and currently resides there with her undercover superhero husband. 
Amber is a natural hair content creator, licensed social worker, ministry leader, and a mentor. She is dedicated to empowering women to embrace who they are and to fall in love with the process of becoming the best version of who God created them to be. You can find her on Instagram and YouTube at Curly Corner, and she now has an Etsy shop. We're going to talk a little bit more about her Etsy shop at the end of this podcast, uh, but for now, go on and listen in. Amber, how are you? Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm well. I'm not sick. I don't have a cough or a sniffle, so I'm today's a good day. <laughs> Amen. No truer words have been spoken for real. This is the life we're in. <laughs> uh, but God is good all the time. <laughs> yes. We will continue to praise him. So I am just really excited to get into this conversation with you today because I know that you are going to have some insight to share with us about just what you've learned and how God has moved through you in the variety of ways that you serve. I know that you are a hair blogger and a, a beauty guru, if I may. And all these things. Let's talk about it. I mean, literally, I don't think I was with you when you went viral, but I think I saw you like a couple of hours later, the first time you ever went viral. And it was for your beauty blogs. And so Let's stop right there. Because you remained humble and you didn't, you didn't let any of that change you or anything like that. But what did that feel like? How was that for you? The weird thing was, what was it? Yeah, surprising. It gets kind of weird because like, um, I had it, I had one, this is a weird one. I had an instance where I was driving to, I was driving to the post office or something. And so then I get this ding in my DM and this girl's like, hi, I'm your follower. I think I just saw you driving to the post. That was like, oh, that's weird. That, that's weird. That is, that is weird. <laughs> I kept it light. Um, I, I think the viral thing is okay, but it, it does come with stuff. Um, you know, everybody's not nice. Uh, so, you know, it comes with its own stuff, but it didn't, it was more so like surprising. Like, really? You guys like that hair tutorial? I'm like, okay. Cause you know, I'm a hard critiquer of my videos. Like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have turned my head this way. Oh my gosh. Did you see my eye? One eye looked bigger than the other. Like, it's like all of these things. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't really relate, but I, I'm listening. And so it sounds amazing. <laughs> but no, I did want to ask that because uh, as we get into this conversation, I am so grateful that you're going to weigh in on it because so many people have really made uh, business and even ministry, if we're going to be quite honest about this one moment where we go viral and our life can. Ooh, definitely our ministry is just about so much more. So, so grateful you are here, but you do a variety of other things as well. I mean, you are in ministry as I've read your bio and we've shared in ministry and all the things. You have an Etsy shop. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And so you are multi-passionate, multi-talented. And my question is, if you could just describe, you know, the work you do and how 
you view it all. I I love that term multi-passionate. I feel like, oh, well, that captures me. Because honestly, it bothered me for a while that I liked so much stuff. Um, and I always was like, what does this have to do with God? And I would get kind of frustrated. And I'm like, well, why do I like all of this stuff? I just need to pick one thing. But then I get bored. And then it's like, but I want to do the other thing. So I think multi-passionate creative is like a good way to describe me. I'm also a licensed social worker. So I guess that doesn't have anything to do with being creative. But I do have to be creative in working with the youth because my goodness, uh, <laughs> I just feel like I'm getting old. I don't, I don't, I have to keep up with like all of this stuff because I don't know what they'd be talking about. But uh, licensed social worker, like you said, ministry leader, and now newfound entrepreneur. I'm trying to find my way in this entrepreneurship journey. So that's new for me. So yeah, those are my titles. Oh, I'm a wife to a, an outstanding man. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I honestly just appreciate how you even said that you are just finding your way in entrepreneurship because it is an absolute beautiful transition. I mean, I have just been able to witness different phases of your entrepreneurial journey. And what people may not know is that I still believe you've hosted the largest natural hair care event in Las Vegas to date. And you've done all of these uh, amazing things, but now you are really just kind of building out your Etsy shop. And so it's cool to see how the Lord does take us from glory to glory and everything. And that when we allow him to move in those creative spaces, he shows us that he's able to pull people in and influence them in a variety of ways. You know, it's so funny because one of the events that you hosted, you hosted at the church. I'm and so, so I, I mean, there was ever a creative way to get people <laughs> to a church. And that's what we're in this church. Is it? <laughs> so I would like to know just how have you prioritized your relationship with God? I know that you come from a family that has a rich heritage of faith. I know that you are a powerful intercessor. I know that you support your husband together. You guys are a power team. And so that doesn't happen by happenstance. And it doesn't happen in isolation either. You know, all of these things that you're multi-passionate about do come together under his leadership and God's unction. So how do you prioritize your relationship with God on a regular basis? So right now, uh, my priority is when I get up, I am not allowed to social media, email, anything before I talk to God. I try not to talk to anybody on the phone usually. Keith doesn't want to talk to me in the morning, so that works out fine. But it's like, I usually don't talk to anybody or look at anything before I get down on my knees in prayer. But that came about because 2016-ish, God started waking me up at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, oh, no, I, I don't want to get up. I want to be asleep. And um, it was to the point to where it's like, you know, you have those instances where it's like, you can't go back to sleep. Oh, you're not going to turn your alarm on. I'm going to wake you up and you're just going to lay there. And so I spent 4 a.m. with God Monday through Friday for... I want to say at least two years straight, two years straight, uh, I did that consistently, like didn't miss a day. 
that's helped my discipline in prioritizing God and putting him in his rightful place. Because it's like, even though I came from a family of faith and everything, it's like when you get older, you have to find your own way and figure out what does God mean to you? And what does that look like in your life? What does that look like in your relationship? And so I think that that time, those 4 a.m.s with him and journaling and listening to him really, really set the tone of uh, where I am now. So it's to the point to where if I don't spend time with God, uh, I'm a little off that day. I could tell, like, see, you snappy, you tripping, you being petty. You didn't spend time with God. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, at this point, I have to. I'm not my best if I don't spend time with God every day, every day. So, you know, it's not at 4 a.m. anymore. Thank goodness he released me from that. But it is quite a time. And the whole year of 2021, I made it a point. This was just for me that I was going to get on my knees and, and reverence him and, and worship and to stay in a state of worship no matter what was going on. And I was tested a lot, but that's where I am right now in prioritizing him. I'm staying in a state of worship and I try to stay humble. That's so good. And that's so good. You know, I love the fact that you talked about how you had to be intentional by prioritizing that time with him first before you jump on you know the phone and all the things for the one that has you know all of the notifications and the alerts going off early in the morning that wants to prioritize that time but is still struggling what would you say to her what kind of recommendation would you make I would say find what brings you closer to God because with everyone even though prayer is great I love prayer it is it's the work it's necessary but when you're just starting out, that might not be your love language with God, right? So maybe it's worship music. Why don't you act like God is singing those words to you? And maybe you only put on one worship song and that's all you have for today. And then maybe try to increase um, your time later. I also suggested to one of my mentees, I said, well, you like going to the park. Why don't you invite God to the park with you? You go to the park, you invite God, you have some food. You guys are talking, you're writing in your journal, and you're just talking to him like he's your friend. So I think sometimes we make it harder than it is. We overthink God, really. He really just wants to be in all facets of our life. And I think sometimes, because we reverence him as like, but God, he's important. But it's like, but he just wants to be with you. And he wants to be in every part of you. So you know, invite him in. I'll invite him in. I said something crazy the other day, like, God, you want to come with me to get my oil changed? Come on, sit with me. And it sounds crazy, but it's like, well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be with you. And some of us just need to internalize that and just remember that the, the great I am, the creator of the universe wants to spend time with us. There's a song that says, who am I? that you should be mindful of. And so I absolutely appreciate your advice. I once heard someone say that you have to prime the pump and you have to do those things that you enjoy. For me, I like to read. So when I get a new devotional, I'm like, oh, I get to wake up in the morning. And I do this to everybody. But when I have a new devotional, that is it. Uh, lately, though, it has been community as well. I have a little prayer group that I pray with at four in the morning. And that 
holds me accountable, even when I don't want to. Yeah, they do. You got people depending on you. They like, well, where's Lib? You're not going to let them down because you're not built like that. And you you gave God your yes. And so you're there. Right. So sis, put in those extra supports as you need them. And remember, remember, he wants to spend time with you. Our conversation will be back in just a moment. But for now, I'd like to invite you to get connected to The Heart, the email newsletter that I send out in partnership with The Colorfully Candid Paradigm. It's through the heart that we get to share some of our favorite ministry partners who are impacting the world in new ways through the books they're writing and the events they're hosting. It's my hope that you will also get connected because it's there that you'll find exclusive invitations like the one to the live recording of The Best Kept Secret. The link is below. Let's get back into our conversation. I want to know, as you navigate your entrepreneurial journey, what kinds of core values or things do you look for to really help you decide whether a business opportunity, a sponsorship opportunity is right for you? I know that the word tells us that we need to be equally yoked, but at times it can be hard to perceive, you know, what exactly is a good balance when we are doing business with others that may not be Christian or are putting, you know, themselves out there as a Christian in the public. Definitely. So I think that, of course, initially, like you said, you want to, I would love it if they were Christian and have those values, but... Let's say they don't necessarily say they have those values. I need you to respect my values, right? So I need you to know who I am and that I am not going to change my love for Jesus if if I work with your brand. And also, you still need to have some um, morals and values that that I can rock with. So even if you're not professing that, that you believe in God, I still need to agree with your morals and your values. I do remember a few years ago, a hair brand reached out to me to want to work with me and they were popular. And I went on their page and I just, I just couldn't rock with it. They were wild. You know, I didn't like how they, they talked to each other and it just, it didn't rest well with me. Like, are you okay with saying you represent this brand? Because that's what you're saying once you're making this video for them. And I just couldn't do it. And so I turned down the money and I, you know, I just said it wasn't a good fit for my audience, which was true. But uh, I'm going to be working with a brand now. And I like their stance on things dealing with the culture, dealing with what's coming up. The brand owner, she does talk about God, but I don't necessarily know her beliefs, but I like their moral stance. So you at least at the base level, we got to have the same morals and values. Because I do have some friends that I'm in a blogger group with. We have a meetup and a business in that way, helping other bloggers and entrepreneurs. And a few of my friends don't necessarily believe in God, but they know where I stand. And we still have the same morals and values. And so I think that's a really good question because it can get kind of muddy. I was listening to this sermon on Sunday and she says such a great thing. She's like, sometimes the people you partnership with, they're not supposed to be exactly like you. That's what makes the partnership great because it's bringing a different perspective, something innovative, something to mesh well with you to make it, you know, exciting. And so everybody doesn't have to be just like you. And I, I like that. But 
at the core, we do need to have same morals and values. So I hope that makes sense. It definitely does. It definitely does. And one of the things that I even took away from what you were saying as well is that, y'all, when we choose to invite Jesus into our heart, it's so much more than just getting saved. It's about a lifestyle shift and it's about making him Lord of our lives. And so there's some things that we can't necessarily do and say as much as you hear like, oh, I got grace and it's fine. It's fine. You know, Jesus bamboozled me. Well, did he really? Because if you are not representing what the word says, then you are in direct contradiction and even competition with it. And so I I really, really appreciate that. I was actually surprised. I had an opportunity to speak at an event that I really, really enjoy. I just really enjoy what they represent, but they are not a Christian event. And so they were going to be talking about finding your truth. And I just thought about declining the opportunity because I was telling Quinn, "Eh, they're not a Christian organization. I can't speak at this organization and declare my truth without talking about Jesus because he's a big part of it. And so he really encouraged me to reach out. And I was surprised that they were like, well, as long as you understand that everyone's not Christian, we're fine. With you and introducing Jesus into the conversation. And I appreciated that. However, as awesome as this opportunity was, God actually told me to shut my schedule down for the year. And so, you know, we can use different things and say, oh, well, you know, they're going to let me do this or they're going to let me do this. But it's ultimately what he says. And so we have to to be willing to go there. So I appreciate what you said. And I've been working with kids for so long. Like my friends make fun of me live because before I was saved, saved, right? Uh, I used to go to First Fridays and, you know, you would be, we would be out downtown and we'd be having fun. And I would say, hey, I can't do all of that. And they're like, well, why? And I'm like, I am a role model. I just always held myself to, to that standard because I'm not a hypocrite. So if I'm telling my students or my mentees to do something, I'm doing the same thing. There's no way I'm not doing it. And so it, you know, I do get eye rolls. You're doing too much. And I'm like, well, it's just who I am, guys. Like, I I, I don't know what to tell you. So. Love that. Love it. Love it. My next question for you is, uh, what advice would you give to those who have a desire to honor God in their work, but they're just not really sure you know what that looks like. They're just learning to pray. They're just getting into their word. Or maybe they are really fluent in the word, but they haven't yet made that connection because they started their entrepreneurial journey well before their relationship with Jesus was strengthened. What kind of advice would you give to somebody to just help them bring everything into alignment? Man, don't overthink it. I feel like I spent so many years trying to figure out what hair, talking about hair had to do with God. And it really bothered me because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I I genuinely enjoy hair. People stop me and I will sit there and talk to you for a whole hour on the sidewalk in the cold about hair. But then it's like, you know, ministry is such a big part of my life. And I was just like, what, what, what is this? And my friend, John, he's just like, well, but you're the one that holds Jesus in you. Like, so you don't have to, feel like you have to 
talk about Jesus in every conversation in order to be honoring him. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, we have to recognize that God gave us all of these gifts and all of these passions. He gave it to us. And I think it goes back to what you said, lifestyle. So a lot of times at work, you know, I wasn't supposed to be talking about God at school, but the kids knew. But it's just like, it was my lifestyle, though. It came out, honestly, through conversation because they would ask me certain things like, oh, Miss Amber, do you do this? Do you do that? And I would be like, no, I don't. And they would be like, well, why? And so it starts the conversation. But initially, that's not what we were talking about. So I think if you just focus on building a relationship with God and spending time with him, that it will overflow out into your work when it needs to. You don't know who you're going to have to uplift, who you're going to have to encourage. You don't know what, what that looks like. I think we think things have to be cookie cutter. So it's like, just be yourself, your natural self, build a relationship with him, and it will overflow out in the way that it's supposed to come out of you. It doesn't have to look like how it looks on everyone else. Mm. I love that. I love that. So much. Stop overthinking it. <laughs> if you're anything like me, you get in your head way too much. <laughs> ears. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But I think that is the best advice ever. Just stop overthinking it and be who you are. And you, if you find that you're getting in your head too much, it may be time to fast. If you're getting in your head too much, it may be time to turn to wise counsel. So we're not discounting any of that. But so often we know what to do. Yeah. We know what to say. Holy Spirit has given us that unction. And it's just our flesh. <laughs> that is flesh is crazy. That flesh gets <laughs> But I'm with off a fast and, and you guys, you know, it doesn't just have to be food. Do that social media fast. That that is a good thing. Because I don't think we realize even if we're consuming good content, it's still flooding and filling up your head. So if that's flooding and filling up my head more than God, then I might be subconsciously, unintentionally listening to someone else more than I am him. Like they could be drowning God out. So it's like sometimes you just need to take a step back from TV, social media. And like Liz said, just, just spend time alone, you know, with God. Yes, yes. Okay. When you are given the opportunity for a sponsorship, when someone comes to offer you brand representation deal and all of that, what kinds of processes do you take to kind of put it through a filter? I know that you have your core values. And so once you identify if they fit, are there certain things that you look for? Do you then pray about the opportunity? Do you then, you know, talk to your husband or a team, what kinds of things do you do there? Yeah, so a lot of stuff will come to your email. A lot of, unfortunately, brands try to use creatives, any type of creatives for exposure. And they, even though they have the budget, and so I'm not talking about like small businesses that might not have it. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are other brands that that are taking advantage of people and just saying, I'll send you product. And when you come back, like with, what is your budget? Oh, we don't have any. We're just going to pay you in product. It's kind of like, well, that's not fair. You know, my work is, it's not even about wanting the money, but it's like, I'm going to take quality time to 
film this, to talk about it, to use it. Like, this is all my time. And so it's like, well, do you respect me? So I really go through a respect thing of, do you respect my craft? Because I, if you came to me, then you saw my work. So you saw something there. Are you just trying to use me? So I think I always look at that too. Are you trying to use me? Yes, definitely. I do ask God, like, is this a good opportunity, a God opportunity, or a don't do that opportunity? Then I do talk to my group of friends that I was telling you about because one of my friends, she created a, an influencer calculator to help with that as far as like being firm on your rate. Because I think as women, one thing, and then as creatives and even sometimes as Black women, we kind of diminish. She earned, I think, $50,000 last year working with brands. And so like, it helps you to know like, oh, the money's out there. They're just trying to play me. Um, the other important, important factor is contracts. I had a situation. It was early, early on. And I think, I don't even think I did the video for the brand, but somehow they just kind of, you know, you can screen record. I don't know what they did, but they were using my likeness in an ad and I didn't approve it. And they chopped up my video and edited it. And I was so like... <gasps> Why would someone do that? And so it's like, you have to have things in writing. What does it say? How can they use your likeness? Because if they're saying, I can use your likeness however I want, what if they put my video in an ad of something that doesn't show God well? Like, like five years from now, and I've signed this paper giving them rights. So I think another thing is reading the fine print, really honing in on what, whatever your partnership with them is being used for. Uh, what that looks like, how long it looks like, and is that going to be good for you in the end? You want it to be mutual, like it's good for the brand and it's good for me, you know? I think those are the two, a few things. Respect, am I getting compensated for my time? But some brands, if I just like you or I just love you, I'm just going to do it. And then an opportunity will come, you know? But it really makes me sad at how much they're taking advantage of people, uh, in content creation. And I think a lot of people are new and they're accepting it. And so they just kind of keep putting it out. But yeah, I have to do filters for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Get it in writing. Oh, I am so quick to get a contract because if we don't have one, then how do I even know that you'll honor your word? And I know that you touched on that a little bit, you know, but it's just, it can get messy. Those lines can get blurred. And so to preserve relationships, to preserve, you know, opportunities, to preserve partnerships, it is best to do that work on the front end for sure. Oh, and a lot of things are done through email, but I always say hop on the phone. If you can hop on the phone, it kind of evens things out. It gives them a vibe of who you really are and them. So I think phone conversations, that lost art of talking on the phone, I think that that is also a good way to get to know them to see if this is a good fit. And if it's not a good fit, don't feel bad. Don't don't try to force it. <laughs> Do you care to share anymore? <laughs> I think, well, I think because um, especially like when you're starting out, you're like, oh, well, this is good. Like, I need to do it. And And sometimes the way they were things like you feel like I have to take this um and then you feel bad if you if you turn somebody down like you're letting them down it's like well did I let myself down 
So I don't, and I don't know if that's like a woman thing or what that is, but I think sometimes we lead with our emotions instead of, okay, I have to turn on the business savviness. And I had to go find that because I didn't, I didn't have it. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a community give it away person, but then I got tired of, uh, dang, I did all this work and I don't have a lot to show for it. So I would also say, get you a business mentor, get you a group that can help you think. Because as a creative, I think creatively first. That's my natural thing. Uh, so I have friends that that is not. They're thinking about contracts, money, you know, and not being vindictive was like, oh, yeah, I need that. That's the boring stuff, but I need that. So um, <laughs> find you some friends that support that if you're weak in that area if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, it definitely does. It definitely does. What kinds of things do you prioritize beyond that time with God once you've had your quiet time? Oh, man. Definitely self-care. Whatever that looks like for the week, because I think it it varies. I might need something different for the week. I created a morning routine. So that was good for me because I my days aren't as structured. And even though that can be fun and exciting, I need it some type of structure. So, and it's simple. Okay. I have my time of God, but I like, I have warm lemon water in the morning. I have a few things that I do. I, I wash my face and my skin a certain type of way. So even though it's not this big grand thing, it's like a consistent, normal routine that I feel like helps me with something. That's good. That's good. All right, y'all, you already know if you are going to be healthy for those that God has called you to serve, you got to make sure that you're not only prioritizing that time with God, you're prioritizing it for those things that are important to you as well. You can not give from an empty cup. Do we need to say it again? <laughs> say it again. <laughs> you cannot give from an empty cup. <laughs> All right. I have a couple of quick questions for you. Uh oh, uh oh. Excited. <laughs> okay, okay. Where's the first place you are going on a day off? Oh, I don't know. Get some ice cream. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream? Like? Okay, so I go, well, my regular favorite ice cream is butter pecan. Keith said I sound like an old lady. I don't care. But I also like pistachio. But there's this place called Marble Slab. It's way better than Cold Stone. Let me say it again. Way better than cold zone. Okay. And you can mix anything you want in there. So I have a set concoction. I only get that when I go there. And so I would probably go to Marble Slab and get my ice cream. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. What are some things you surround yourself with to remind yourself to slow down and be intentional? I think that's just, just naturally in me. I don't like wasting time. I don't like wasting time. I will say when I see colors, I'm, I love colors. They just make me happy. What is one app or a productivity tool you don't feel like you can do without? Okay, so I have two. One, the notes app on my phone. I feel like when I'm randomly getting a thought or anything, I'm like, oh, I need my notes app. So there's like so much random things in there. And two, I created a planner. Hey, very excited. It was a labor of love. My goodness. Yeah, my planner and it's digital. So you're not wasting paper. It's undated. So you can use it forever. And so good notes five is what the planner can be in. So that is something I would say. It's absolutely beautiful. It is bright. 
It is colorful. It is a beautiful representation of Amber. And she has offered to give one of you beautiful listeners your own planner. So it is my hope that you will go on and tag us on Instagram or write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can enter through two different ways. And just let us know what your favorite tip from this time that we've spent together is. I cannot wait to get that in your hands. I have one as well. I'm super excited about it. I love all of these planners. It don't even matter. I'm a nerd at art, (laughs) y'all. Well, thank you so very much for your time, everyone. I am going to link Amber and all of the things she has going on in the show notes. So make sure you click that you get connected to her, her YouTube channel, and all of the beautiful things that the Lord is doing through her. Girl, we are excited to just see how he continues to help you evolve into the next phase of your entrepreneurial journey because it is going to be great. Thank you so much, Liv. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Would you close us out in prayer? Yes, of course. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this time and being able to have this conversation, Lord. I ask that each and every young woman that is listening to this podcast, that they open their hearts up more to you, that they just take the time to build their relationships with you and to not overthink it and to just resting you and be who they are with you so that you can continue to open up the gifts and everything that you have for them to experience through you um, in this upcoming year. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I am so excited about what God is doing in your life. And I would be honored to hear which part of this show resonated with your heart. Make sure that you take a screenshot of this podcast and tag me at CandidLive on Instagram. It would be so nice to connect with you and even feature you right here on the show. Until then, know that I am praying for you. I know that you're praying for me too. Love you.